Hi, this is Tzvi Freeman for Chabad.org. You may have read some of my articles on the site or seen some of my books. But for now, I want you to just sit back and let me turn your world on its head. There are 248 do this mitzvahs in the Torah, like I say, do this, and 365 don't do this, don't do this mitzvahs. Counting in chronological order, number 247, the penultimate, second to last mitzvah that Moses delivers to the Jewish people, is the mitzvah of Hakel. Hakel. Assemble the people once in seven years and relive the giving of the Torah. But why? What is it about this particular mitzvah that requires it be given on the last day of Moses' life? Is it because it's a mitzvah you can only do in the land of Israel? Well, there's plenty of agricultural mitzvahs that can only be performed in the land of Israel. And that didn't stop Moses from instructing the people to do them long before they're going to go there. Well, you'll say this is different. It's a commemoration of receiving the Torah at Mount Sinai. As long as they are in the wilderness of Sinai, hearing Torah from Moses, removed from the mundane activities of seeding, harvesting, and protecting their land, they don't need a commemoration. Like, you don't sit down and look through your family vacation shots while you're still inside Disney World. But now that Moses is handing things over to Joshua, who will take them soon into the Promised Land, now they need to be told, don't allow yourselves to forget this experience. Replay it once every seven years. Okay, sounds good, but not very Moses-like. I'll explain. In the wilderness, they were surrounded by the clouds of glory that protected them from sun and sandstorm. Moses told them that once they enter the Promised Land, they should celebrate the festival of Sukkot. There, they were to dwell in temporary huts as a commemoration of the divine protection they had received in the wilderness. He told them that long before they were ready to leave, while those clouds still hovered over their heads. And what about Passover? Even before they actually had left Egypt, As they were assembled in Ramses, Moses stood there telling them, You are about to leave for the Promised Land. When you get there, you are going to have children. They will have never witnessed this great miracle, so you will have to make a Passover Seder every year to tell them the story and eat matzah for seven days too. So why doesn't Moses stick to form and right there and then at Mount Sinai tell the people, Remember this day. Relive it with your children. Make an assembly once every seven years. Why is Hakel the only commemorative mitzvah that has to wait until the 11th hour, just as the experience it's commemorating is coming to an end? So a simple answer. Only now it's been established that Moses is not coming with us. As long as Moses is in the picture, the experience of receiving the Torah at the foot of Mount Sinai goes on and on. Even once farming the land, every year is guaranteed to be a hakel year. But now it's official that Joshua is replacing Moses. Moses pleaded with God for an entry pass, but he was turned down. If so, 
a once-in-seven-years replay suddenly becomes vital. That also explains the very last mitzvah that Moses transmitted, number 248. Everyone must write a Torah scroll for themselves. Today you do that mitzvah every time you buy a Torah book for your home. With Moses around, who needs a book? If you're living by a water fountain, why buy bottled water? Only without Moses on the scene do you need a hard copy, a tangible manifestation of the Torah that he taught us. But with Moses around, who needs a book? If you're living by a water fountain, why buy bottled water? Only without Moses on the scene do you need a hard copy, a tangible manifestation of the Torah he taught us. So imagine now you're one of those people who came of age in the Sinai Peninsula, camping out day and night with Moses and 600,000 other Jews, many of whom held a vivid memory of the sights and sounds of God's voice booming on the 6th of Sivan of that year they left Egypt. Every once in a short while, the trumpets sound, and everyone rushes to hear what Moses will teach next. Teachings delivered to him from the same divine voice everyone heard at Mount Sinai. For months following, the entire camp is buzzing with discussion and debate over this new divine teaching. Could you imagine, there, then, could you imagine making a commemoration of all this in the future? No way! This was an experience that could never end. If it would end, how could such a nation possibly continue to exist? How can anyone continue forging this 248 connection, 365-parameter bond with the infinite without the total awareness of God is speaking to us right now, every day. No, you'd say, we're holding on to this for eternity. Moses can't leave us, ever. And now, God informs you, through Moses, that he has other plans. You and the rest of the nation are going to have to go it on your own. Not entirely on your own. You'll have Moses' prodigy, Joshua. And, in a way, Moses too. As the rabbi said, Moses never died. He just took over from a higher place. Just like he led you then, he leads you now. But visibly, with your very human eyes, it will be up to you to keep the inspiration alive. So Moses says, to do that, to hold on to a glimmer of this experience of Sinai, this is what you'll need to do. Once in seven years, relive Sinai. A representative of mine will stand there and read from this Torah I transcribed for you. And you, every one of you, men, women, children, the deaf and the blind, the learned and the illiterate, all as one, will hearken with awe, with trembling, so that love and fear will be planted in your hearts and grow with every mitzvah you do. Until we are all together once again, in the final eternal temple in the promised land.